self-inquiry. Why do we do it? When we take up the practice or the approach of self-inquiry, we've usually come to a place where we realize the usual isn't working. The usual ways of thinking about ourselves, the usual ways of engaging the world, the usual ways of interacting with our own thoughts and emotions. We just feel that something intrinsic to how we process isn't right. It doesn't feel deeply congruent with our instinctual uh, orientation to truth. When we recognize that in one sense we are our own worst enemies, or perhaps we recognize that the world of thought, the world of interpretation, the world of narratives is thoroughly unsatisfying, then we're called to look inward in a different way, in a radically different way. This is what self-inquiry is about. Because at some level, we'll recognize that the issue is an issue of identity. It's not an issue of interpretation. It's not an issue of experience. It's an issue of identity. It's what we take ourselves to be. So what is it we take ourselves to be? That's a good place to start with inquiry. Do I take myself to be my thoughts, memories? Do I interpret memories such that I construct a self that has a narrative that's moving through time, that's real, that has real problems, that can find real solutions? Do we solidify something that was really just a, an imagined experience to start with, a memory or a momentary narrative or interpretation? Have we solidified that into something that feels binding, something that feels like it's enclosing us at all times, like the walls are closing in? If we find this, if we find this in our experience, it's a great opportunity to start to inquire into what we really are if we're not that. If I'm not my thoughts, if I'm not my past, my future, any thought about myself, any belief about myself, we might start with, well, I am conscious. So we could conclude I'm consciousness. But that's another label, another interpretation. We could notice we are aware. So we could conclude, I am awareness. Again, another interpretation. We're not interested in interpretations here, but to recognize awareness as such is very valuable. To recognize consciousness as such is very valuable. That there is something aware, there's something conscious, regardless of what the thoughts are saying, regardless of whether there are thoughts or no thoughts. There's still something here, it's conscious or aware. Maybe it's not a thing, but it's something, some process, some aware um, substance, maybe. Can't even say it's a substance, but you can say there's something aware, that there's awareness, consciousness. 
really just say there's something aware or something conscious is already adding to the experience. But we can recognize the consciousness itself. We can recognize the awareness itself. Now again, identifying with it won't help you in my experience. You might feel more open, more clear, more present. But as far as getting at identity, to just conclude that, well, I must be awareness or I must be consciousness, that's not really helpful here. That's because you need to go experientially beyond, beyond the binding of thoughts, beyond all labels, including the labels of the labels we often give things in spirituality, the labels of consciousness, the labels of awareness, the labels of source, God, self with a capital S. I don't recommend using any of these labels. And yet, there seems to be something here. <laughs> so let's just go there directly, which means not go anywhere, which means not grab onto the next thought, which means notice that there is something or just this bare awareness, this bare conscious experience before we add a thought, before we start to label anything, before we go anywhere. It's just this, very simply. Now, once you've touched into this, that may be enough for the moment. You may find yourself inclined to do it again and again. Or you may find that you can actually just stop here, not move, not make anything, not label anything, not conclude anything. If you can stay there, that's a good thing. It's a good way of embodying inquiry because the curiosity is natural. The curiosity is intrinsic to the experience. So just stay with that. We don't have to have the kind of curiosity that says, I need a label. This is curiosity that goes beyond the need for labels. So stay with it. Let it take you deeper. Let it take you where it needs to take you. Let it show you how to let go. Let it show you what it is that never holds on. Now, for some people, this is enough. You'll find yourself sort of ready to just let go. Or sort of suspended in this pure conscious experience. For others, you can ask, what is this? And it may take you deeper into it. That sort of augments the curiosity to say, what is this? What is the nature of this? What is the nature of this without thought? What is the nature of this without any kind of label? What is the nature of this without telling any kind of story? Whatever leads you back again to this, that can't be labeled, doesn't need to be labeled, can't be lost, can't be gained, doesn't come and go. However you need to reorient to that is fine. You may find your own way, but the key is the taste of it, the instinct. This is where you follow pure instinct, not cognitive instinct. Don't grab onto the safety net of thought. Don't grab onto the safety net of spiritual concepts. Let go, let go, let go until the letting go is completely automatic, spontaneous and ongoing and just stay there. Stay the course. Don't move. Don't distract. Don't grasp anything. <laughs>